Good morning and welcome to Sips of Sanity. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We're in the month of June and Karen, you picked the topic this week and it is all on the universal laws. Mm-hmm. So we have done some shows in the past with Coffee with the Sarlows discussing a couple of them and we wanted to dive more, more into the laws because people are hearing us over and over again saying that a lot of a lot of average people only understand the law of attraction and really just the surface of attraction. Yeah. I just discovered in a lot of the treatments when I would speak to people about the other laws that they were just absolutely dumbfounded. They thought there was one law. That if I want or I desire and I put it out there, that things will come to me. And you rem- I remember when an author of some book, I don't know who it is, wrote about the law of attraction and I know Jerry and Esther Hicks have written about it as well and I'm not referring to them in particular Um, but some people that write about the law of attraction don't write about anything else and so it really leaves a person to be very one-sided in their approach in life and if they have any emotional intelligence that makes no sense. Well and I think one-sided means uneducated. Yes. Yeah, so I researched it. And, and by that, I read books by Dan Millman. Uh, I read books by Deepak Chopra, his children as well. His son, Gotham Chopra, writes about the spiritual laws as well. And some people refer to these laws as spiritual laws, and some refer to them as universal laws. Right. And I just wanted to reference for people um, that we did the universal laws of honesty and faith in show 129. And we did flexibility and choice on the show 126. And that's Coffee with the Sarlows. Yes, at the website by sarlow.com in case you're just wondering. So what I've tried to do for this week, for the month of June, was to pick five other laws so that people can now know nine. Wonderful. It's a good start. It is because there are so many. And some of these spiritual laws parallel other laws in quantum physics, um, chemistry, astrology, in all kinds of other sciences, and other aspects of our experience as human beings and other fields of study use these laws. We learn them in high schools, we learn them in universities, colleges, and in the workforce, you use them cooking. So back to the spiritual laws. So today's law, Kelly, that I picked is the law of higher will. I picked it on purpose, and I'm quite excited to talk about this one. Higher will, or I want to say in quotes, because I put quotations, or not quotes, but brackets, where some people might refer to that as a God. Right. So you could, you could, you know, parentheses around God or higher will or universe. So those words can be interchangeable today. And there's, there's a good reason that I'm saying that and doing that, because if, If you actually understand the universal law, it has to do with this higher will where some people think that means God. She's talking about the God person. And some people think it's the Jesus or the Buddha or whoever it is, because some religions took higher will and put it into a particular narrative. They put it into a particular story and said, now we embody that story about that person. And higher will goes back to that it doesn't have to be a narrative about a person, it's qualities. Yeah, it's non-denominational, as is the word universal. Yes. 
and that if every single person on this planet was connecting to their own higher will and it had the same qualities as your neighbor, meaning next door, next country, next continent, if we were all looking for those same qualities of integrity, honesty, compassion, kindness, um, collaboration, community, that we wouldn't have to be worried about my religion and your religion. And right and wrong. Yes. And, and so the, the universal law of higher will means that you're wanting to make a connection within yourself to it. It's not about having to go to a church, to a building, to hear what somebody else is saying about it. Here's the story. Here's our interpretation. Follow these rules. It means that each person is working these qualities within themselves. I find it interesting the way that you're wording it too, because I think a lot of listeners who are previously uneducated to this will think, well, what is it? What, a, what is the higher will? And you're listing the qualities. Yeah, it is the integrity to check in with yourself to say, is this good for the bigger picture? Is this good for the, the greater good of all people? What is my intention? Yes. Or is it that I want to do this because it serves my greater good? As opposed to the greater good of all communities. So I, I might want um, the rain to fall or I may not want the rain to fall. How about that? Yet we have a drought. And yet I have a leak in my roof, so I don't want the rain to fall. Instead of thinking if I checked in with my higher will and the good for all, I would want it to rain because we have a drought and I need to fix my damn roof. <laughs> it's putting responsibility where it lies. Yes, and that's why I've picked all these laws. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it, they're, I hope to say over the course of the week, great little stories like that where people can go, oh, yeah, I like how Kelly pointed out that that means I have to be responsible. Yeah, well, like you said, I have to fix my damn roof. Yeah, because then if I actually fixed my roof, then the greater good for my community is still the most important thing. I didn't get sidetracked by my own because I had a leaky roof today. And I'll be back on track with my higher will tomorrow <laughs> when my roof is fixed. Is that good? Like, I like, I, I like these little examples. And I hope that people can relate to them and say, Oh, my God, it's so simple. Why don't I get that? Because when we hear those little stories, and we can laugh and giggle about it, we get it in that moment when they're listening to you and I chatting. But sometimes we don't get it when it's really something else in our life. Well, I think when we let our emotions overcome the reality. Oh, okay, this is fantastic because you're like you're leading right into the whole point of the higher will and that whether you call it a God, a Jesus, a Buddha, a higher will, whatever, that the idea truly is that you are looking for a relationship with yourself. Yeah, and actually, I love that. So let's take that and go back to the leaky roof example, because if my desire is to, like you say, not have the rain come. It's because I want to avoid feeling rage that my, my roof is leaking and now I have a water problem to deal with. But if I actually didn't go into my rage and anger, I could sit there and think, okay, that's on me. 
I didn't take precaution or when it's, you know, when I have a free moment, I will deal with the matter at hand. I'm not going to be upset that nature's doing what it's doing and what we need. Yeah. And it, it puts us into a place of being able then when we are truly not avoiding mm-hmm. what we need to do within our own lives and within our own power, then we don't lash out, as yes. you're saying, at other humans or nature itself. Yes, because I think some humans have a strong belief that they are entitled to their emotions. And I think in situations just like this, you have no entitlement of rage. Mm -hmm. And we talk about this frequently. You're referring now to emotional intelligence versus low emotional intelligence. Yeah. The person who with low EQ is angry that it's raining. The high IQ says... I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't take the opportunity to fix the roof when I noticed the roof needed fixing. Yeah. You know, Cal, if we're in the moment and we fix our own roof, then when somebody else comes along and has a problem, we can focus on helping them. So when we are connecting to that higher will and seeing the bigger picture and everything, we're in a better place than to connect to other people too, because we know our own needs and we're meeting them. So when there's when we're being called upon to be of service to others, we can actually be present for it. And I want to add with honesty, because there are people, let's say two complainers are in each other's company. And the first one has had this experience before and been ragey about the water coming down. And then their friend or their acquaintance starts to complain of the same situation That friend, not in a moment of honesty, but in a moment of self-absorption, agrees with the person that it shouldn't be raining. Right. Instead of being able to say, you knew about this leak a week ago and Mm -hmm. the city needs rain. Your complaint is going nowhere with me. Mm -hmm. Your desire for connection or our true need for connection has to come from a place of integrity. Yeah. Not of two people being completely self-absorbed and empathizing with the other. Yeah. Allowing the self-abuse to occur and participating in it with another person. Because there's no higher will at that point. You're colluding each other's realities. Yes. So I just love and really was excited to share higher will with people today. Because it can move us into a better place of feeling connected to ourselves knowing if we're actually on our own life paths or not. And the small things, this doesn't have to just be about the career path or is this the right relationship stuff. This is where you connect to your own higher will on a day-to-day basis that gives you true strength in who you are so that when challenges, big and small, arrive, you're pretty steady. Yeah, because you know how to prioritize, you know how to deal with reality, and you trust the tools that you have to line them up and deal. Done. That's today's show. Okay. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at We've got four new shows coming out Tuesday through Friday, so stay with us.